G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I drove out to my grandpa's barn the other day to grab my brother's wallet. He'd left it there by accident. This was at about 9pm I would guess. And while I was grabbing my brother's wallet, I just had a, a feeling like I was being watched. A bit of detail too. About a mile between my house and the barn is a culvert. It's before a large hill with a curve about halfway through. You have to slow down to avoid a possible accident. I slowed down to a crawl on this back road and when I did there were these two kids on the road. Now I try to be a good natured redneck so I stopped to see what they were doing and if they needed help. I had heard these stories growing up about weird stuff happening on this road. Everything from ghost lights to even a woman who apparently asks for a ride and screams if you say yes before disappearing. But this... This was different. I stopped and asked these kids if they were okay. I mean, it's summer and maybe they'd been out riding four-wheelers or something and they got wrecked or broke down or whatever. But one kid asked for a ride, but his voice was just, I don't know, weird, too calm and he didn't make eye contact either. I looked at the other. I live in the deep south where the mosquito is the state bird. And the other kid was just covered in mosquitoes. Didn't swat them or anything. So I finally asked him, Why are you looking down like that, man? He then looks up, and I swear to you that his eyes were black as coal. I stomped the gas as hard as I could, soaring up the hill, barely making the curve. They both stared at me as I zipped up the road, flinging gravel and dust everywhere. I got out of there as quickly as I could and I didn't sleep very well that night. I just got back home from shopping and was parking my car. I was just about to open my door when, for some reason, I had an off feeling. I looked to my left and... I saw a woman with a, a hood standing a few feet away from me. When she saw me, she stopped walking towards me and backed up a few steps. I pretended to look through my purse, hoping that she would know that I had seen her and that she would leave. She then went and hid behind my truck, so I couldn't see her any longer. My car doors are locked, but I didn't know what side that she was on. I waited for about two more minutes... And then I saw her run a few feet to the corner and hide beside a house. I kept looking back and kept seeing her peek her head out to see if I'd got out of the car yet. I called my dad and I asked if he could come to the car and help me walk home. He came running down the street with a bat and the woman left running. The moral of this story is always be aware of your surroundings. If I didn't look to my left, I would have been robbed or... Maybe even worse. 
Also, I now carry something with me in my hand any time that I'm getting out of the car. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The first 18 years of my life, I thought that aliens were some wild conspiracy cooked up by fringe believers with some type of mental health disorder overlay and possibly drug abuse issues as well. But then, the summer of 2001 happened, and I had to forget everything that I thought that I knew about this phenomena. My two friends and I headed up to the Canadian border. We wanted to head over into Montreal for gambling, hookers and cocaine, but they were still too young for that, and not yet 18. So instead, we spent a few nights in a border town. We were sitting on the porch of the house that we were staying in, dead sober. It was hardly even midnight, and... I was just gazing at the stars. We were talking about girls and what we needed to do with our lives. I started staring at this one star or meteor because it just didn't seem to be following the laws of physics and what I've come to expect from shooting stars or planets. And I got this, I don't know, like compulsion or a kind of feeling that I'd never felt before. I stood up, jumped over the railing and began running toward the train tracks. I remember running with a focused goal and intent but still thinking to myself, why am I doing this? I think I heard my friends yelling behind me but listening to them did not get me up the stony hill any faster and that thought just fell by the wayside. I remember scrambling up the rocks on all fours and my fingertips just gently dancing across the stones. I made it to the middle of the tracks and stared up at this star. My two friends came running up behind me after some time and they're out of breath. They ask what I'm doing. I don't really have a response and I'm just staring. I don't even think that I turned my head to be honest. I was just fascinated by this thing. I don't want to say that I was paralyzed but I was certainly enthralled and compelled to just keep staring. I remember raising my hand to point at the star and before my finger could finish pointing at it in a straight line... The craft was suddenly above us, and it was strange too. It wasn't as if this thing went from being a shooting star or media type deal and zipped across the sky, nor did it teleport. It moved from point A to point B just so quickly, and it was maybe 20 feet, 30 feet above us. There were no windows or lights. It was a solid quicksilver type disc that appeared to have a, a shifting surface, it did not disrupt the air like a helicopter. There was no dust from the crushed rocks or shaking of the nearby trees or anything. It was just very far away and then suddenly very close. I remember being startled that there wasn't a gust of air or screeching of brakes or some kind of thrusters to make it stop. It was really odd. 
One friend started shaking his head and started walking away with his arms straight down at his sides and his head facing forward and away and saying, this is not real, I am dreaming, this cannot be real, and walked back to the house and just never talked about it again. The other friend and I stood there for what felt like five seconds, but also five minutes. I said something to the effect of, I want to believe it's not real, but I mean, it's right there. We exchanged just very basic disbelief statements that came out very calmly and logically, but in hindsight were indicative of some type of shock, I guess. The craft didn't seem to do anything. We didn't see any aliens. We weren't abducted as far as I know. And very fortunately, we weren't on any drugs. I think I would have lost my mind completely had we been tripping or something. But it just sits with me weird because it's a, a rather uneventful encounter. Like, nothing really happened. But also, we saw a ship that was not from this world. I mean, how could it be? We don't even have drones like this today and it's like 22 years later. It had some type of interest in us or... It never would have come close to us, I guess, but all it did was leave. No tractor beams, no searing lights, no radiation burns or missing organs or anything. Maybe I just had high hopes that seeing a craft this close meant that aliens and answering all the world's questions or whatever was about to happen, but it still sits really strangely with me all this time later. Somewhere between the holy cow feeling and just a... Uh, a general lack of fulfillment. I consider myself lucky and blessed to have witnessed this, but again, you know, no green men, no army response, no F-15s screeching across the sky or anything. It just seemed to stop by to say hi and then was gone. It's such a, a weird experience that I still don't know how to process something like this. There's just no way to wrap this up into a neat little bow, you know? It's just, well, strange. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So before I say anything, this is not a creepypasta or a fake story or anything like that. It's a real experience that I had, but... That's up for you to decide, I suppose, if you believe me or think that I'm crazy or whatever, but this is not an attempt to make a creepypasta or just a scary story to amuse you. I'm no writer by any means. I'm a geography major in college. Perhaps a hallucination or creation of my mind at the time, but whatever it was, 
it felt very real to me. I've never had any mental illness other than depression or anxiety that I now medicated, but never anything more serious than that. At the time that this happened, I hadn't done any drugs other than a few beers after the incident to relax and get to sleep. So, this was in 2017. I was turning 18 at the time. I'm 23, nearly 24 now. I haven't told anyone in my personal life because of two reasons. One, they'd think that I'm either crazy or, more likely, making it up. And I have a reputation for not being a liar, making things up. I hate being called a liar, in fact. Men have went out of my way in my life to be as honest as I can. If not, sometimes too honest, I suppose. But because I just hate being called a liar, even if I'm actually lying in this case by neglecting to tell it, or when someone asks me if I've ever had any supernatural experiences... I just say no, but honestly, I have. I just don't want people to think that I'm crazy or lying, but it's been years since this happened and I just have to tell someone. So here I am. Also, for what it's worth, I'm not religious by any means. I'd say that I'm agnostic if anything. I don't really believe in the supernatural, but I also don't say that it's impossible as I don't know everything. Far from it, in fact. But this story, this story doesn't help. I don't believe in ghost stories for the most part, UFOs, etc. I'm very skeptical of that stuff and believe that there are explanations that are far less exciting than people would like to believe. But this is something that I've experienced that I cannot explain. And it still bothers me to this day when I think of it. I often have nightmares about it too. So... There's some backstory first. My mother and little sister were going to visit my grandparents. They live near this little town called Eminence, Missouri, about 30 minutes south. I think south of the town, deep in the mountains. In any case, it wasn't super, super remote. There were neighbors a few miles away and such. They were hillbilly types, as you can imagine. It's deep in the Ozarks in Missouri, so yeah, lots of missing teeth and meth and crazy old mountain folk. If you've been in the Missouri Hills, then you know what I mean. We were staying in a camper about 200 or so foot from the grandparents' house, my mum's sister and I. One day, a few hours before dark, I decided to get onto the four-wheeler and go into the woods. I had toyed around in the woods, hills a bit, but I wanted to go deep in there on a four-wheeler and have some fun. So I filled the four-wheeler up, asked my grandparents where the trail was. There was a trail that you could take to ride horses down, four-wheelers and stuff like that. It was a one-way road with no turn-offs to get lost, so that's where they told me to go, and I drove off. I rode for about 40 minutes in one direction until I was nearly half out of gas, and about this time I was searing for a place to turn around and head back. It was a small and narrow trail though, so I had to wait until there was a small clearing to do a U-turn. But here is where things get weird. Now, I remember as I was riding, the trees blowing in the wind, the birds singing, the animal noises, the woodpeckers, all the wonderful noises of nature that I love so much from the woods. And suddenly, they all just stopped. I mean, it just went completely dead silent, just on a dime. I mean, dead silent, not a single sound. At this, 
I remember goosebumps going all over my body just from the lack of noise alone, knowing that there were animals around, but everything just going quiet like that. It felt like I was in a noise vacuum or something, but everything felt different, sounded different, or more accurately, sounded like nothing at all. The only noise was the burring from the four-wheeler, and that was pretty much it. As I was riding down the mountain, I saw a huge deer, or antlered deer-like animal, and I mean it was massive, standing in the pathway that I was driving on, about, I don't know, maybe 50 foot in front of me or something. Not exactly sure, but close, but not too close. It wasn't there, and then one second, it was. It wasn't moving. It was just staring at me. And like I said at first, it seemed like maybe a, a buck or a deer or something. But then I looked closer and it had really dark black eyes, like I was staring into nothingness. Intense darkness that stood out from the color of the forest really clearly. Like I said too, I still have nightmares every now and then about this thing, just staring at me. The antlers were nearly the size of its body itself, but the antlers looked weird, like tree roots or something. I'm not too familiar with deer if I'm being completely honest. I've never really hunted or anything, but just the antlers were, I don't know, they didn't look like anything I've ever seen on a deer or any animal that has antlers. They were too large and too spindly or windy sort of. Something about it just looked terribly off and I could feel my heart jump into my throat all of a sudden. I stopped the four-wheeler instantly and just stared at it. I was terrified but also couldn't help but stare back at it. While it stared at me, I remember the wind started blowing and the rustling of the trees occurred. It sounded like the trees were almost speaking to me in a language too. Or maybe I was just hearing things and scared out of my mind. I don't know, but I remember getting the feeling that I was being told to leave and never return. That's how I felt anyway, but again, I'd never heard those words spoken, so if there was a language... It was something that I'd never heard before. It was more a feeling, I guess, that I can't explain it very well, but I may not have understood the language, but it was very clear that I needed to leave. Like, if you were in a country where you didn't speak their language, and you came up to their house door and started hearing them yell at you to leave, you may not understand the language, but you know what they're telling you, right? And that's how this felt but in a language of wind or trees or nature. I know how insane that sounds, but that's just how it felt at the time. So I did. I left. I hightailed it and bolted out of there. I turned the four-wheeler around, nearly toppling it off the trail and falling down some 15-foot drop near the trail. Since I hadn't found a good U-turn clearing yet and wasn't about to keep driving towards the deer or... Whatever this thing was, it was a tight turn, but I made it, and I floored it as fast as the four-wheeler could go. It was still absolutely silent during this time, and I've never heard silence quite like that. My father is a, a sound engineer. He has a home studio and a studio that has, like, dead boxes or whatever that you can sing in that have no noise from the soundproofing. That's the closest thing that I can explain the silence to being. It was that quiet. In the woods, mind you. 
where it was alive with noise only moments ago. In any case, I floored the four-wheeler to go as fast as I could back up the mountain, around the bends and get out of there as fast as I could, not worrying about the danger that I was putting myself in driving so fast near some of the sketchy parts of the trail that I was on. Eventually, I got on a flat straight path and around this time I was about maybe halfway back to the entrance of the trail, I would estimate, and I started to see animals, deer, birds. I saw a black bear too, the only one that I'd ever seen in my life, all sitting or sort of standing near the trail. Not like right next to it, but maybe about 15 to 20 feet back in the woods amongst the trees, just staring at me. All these wild animals, including the birds in the trees, all silent, not moving and just staring at me. Only their heads moving, following me with their eyes while I left as fast as I could. These animals too were not making a sound. I still couldn't hear the wind either. The birds that were up in the trees were just looking at me, all watching me silently. I'll never forget the feeling of their eyes burning into my back once I passed them all. It was a, a terrifying feeling. The eeriest feeling of my life, in fact, I think. I kept going, though, as fast as I could. The sun was getting close to setting now, but it was still plenty light out, thankfully. It was about an hour from setting, I'd say, but I just kept going. I remember going past areas that I didn't really recognize at all. I could have sworn too that I was on a new trail or had taken a wrong turn or something, but I knew that that was impossible because this trail had no turn off. It was just a single road trail, a one way or whatever. But the surroundings were 100% not the same as on my way back in. And because of this, I started to freak out. I tried reminding myself though that it wasn't possible since it was a one way trail. And so I just kept going. I remember passing a huge tree that had moss all over it. And this massive tree, like something out of a fantasy movie, a tree that I would have 100% noticed on the way in when I was originally coming onto the trail. And now, here it was. Terrain and trees with moss that I had never seen or noticed before. I also didn't see any four-wheeler tracks that really should have been there, but for some reason were blown over and no longer there. I can remember the fear that I was on the wrong trail, but I knew being a one-way that that should have been impossible, so I just kept going. I mean, I wasn't about to turn around to see if I missed a turn off somehow or anything. Eventually, though, I came to an area that suddenly looked normal and I could see my tracks again from where I came in, which means that somehow there was a, a part of the trail that I had passed through that had changed scenery and removed my four-wheeler tracks i have no idea how this is or was even possible to be honest i i really don't like to think about it much also i kept seeing animals on occasion just sitting back from the trail staring at me from time to time shortly after getting back on the normal trail or whatever I remember hearing the wind pick up and start to speak to me in that foreign language that I mentioned earlier. I've never heard wind like this before or since and I've been in the woods when it's windy a fair amount of the time. It was otherworldly though. I don't know. Thinking about it now still terrifies me. But this time it sounded less ominous I guess and more friendly. I know that's weird to say but... 
as if it was encouraging me to keep going, and I was doing the right thing by leaving, as if it was no longer angry at me for my intrusion. I eventually got to the entrance of the trail, which was a two-way. It was a sort of Y-shaped trail. The right side was the side that I took. The left side was another trail that was also a one-way but in a different direction. And the tail of the Y was the way back home onto the highway. I remember as I pulled off onto the shoulder of the highway from the trail, everything went silent once again. That dead silence that I was talking about was suddenly back. I turned back and... I saw that same deer, or whatever it was, standing there, but this time it was moving, stomping its foot and raising or lowering its head like a, a horse shaking off flies. The wind blew once again, and I felt like it said again. It never made any understandable words or anything, but never return or something like that. Then it walked into the trees and out of sight. Once out of sight... Maybe a few seconds later, I began to hear the birds sing. The normal noises of the forest returned and everything returned to the expected normal of the woods. I just sat there staring back from where I had come into the woods, feeling absolutely relieved to be out of there, but also feeling like I had no idea what had just happened or how even to pass it out in my own mind. I was shaking and barely able to keep my thumb on the gas trigger on the four-wheeler as I peeled out onto the shoulder of the highway to finally get back home. I just got back into the highway and started to gun it about a mile or two up the road to my grandparents' driveway. On the way there, I passed a local on his gator, a type of four-wheeler with a trunk thing on the back, more for farm work than fun, and he waved at me and maybe it was just me already being creeped out, but he had this sort of look. Like, he knew what I had just seen. Like, he was sort of in on it, I guess. But I just kept going. It was probably just my imagination making a friendly stranger more than what he was. And I just waved back and I motored on. Now, all I know is that I will never be going back into the Ozarks, or any mountains for that matter, for pretty much as long as I live, I think. I know that people may think that I'm lying or trying to make up a story, I went crazy temporarily or whatever, but I know what I saw. I have no idea what it meant or what it was about, but whatever it was, it didn't want me there or wasn't where I should have been or whatever. So, I will never return to those mountains ever again. Again, I don't know what I saw, I don't know what happened. I'm open to the idea that I had a hallucination, as that makes far more sense than what I saw being real. But I just don't feel that that is what happened. And again, how would I really know, I guess? It drives me insane trying to figure this out, and I guess I'll never really know. Maybe I just need to chalk this up to another weird story of being out in the woods that people hear. But I'll tell you one thing. I definitely take weird stories people say that they've heard or seen in the woods a little bit more seriously these days. All I can say is that while it all sounds insane, looking back on it, I never felt in danger, I guess. I never felt as if this animal wanted to hurt me, simply scare me off. As if I was somewhere I shouldn't have been and they were doing me a favor by leading me back home to civilization. 
I am curious though if anybody listening to this has had any similar experiences in the Ozarks or mountains in general. I just had to get this out somewhere, at least where nobody knows who I am so that if I am called a liar or a schizophrenic or a creepypasta maker, at least it's anonymous, right? But in any case, there's my story, or whatever you may think of it. I live a normal life these days, I'm in college, doing well and have an apartment with a buddy and I have a girlfriend, a job, I'm very happy, enjoying life and most of the time I'm just an average guy like everybody else. But sometimes this whole thing pops up in my mind and I remember or I have a dream and or I have a dream and it all comes back. An experience that I'll never forget but quite honestly wish that I could. Anyway, if anyone has been in this area and had anything similar happen then I would love to hear it. It would make me feel better to know that I'm not the only one. I've googled some and haven't found anything similar to this experience that I considered credible I guess but like I said, if you have a story then I would love to hear it. We were at a sportsman warehouse in Colorado with our parents. I was 14 and my little brother was 12. We were on a trip to see family so we were about done walking around and decided to sit down in the camping chair aisle while we were waiting for our parents to be done shopping. While we were sitting there a lady that looked cracked up on some sort of drug walked up to us and started asking us some weird questions. She asked us where the Colorado River was. Can you show me on the map in the front where the Colorado River is? There was a map of the US in the front of the store right by the entrance. She kept telling us to walk up there with her because she needed help finding the Colorado River on it. We both were weirded out by this and started to walk and find our parents. She kept following us and didn't stop. We found our parents and I told them what happened. My mum started yelling at this lady but she wasn't going away even after that. We checked out and started leaving the store and when we walked out we saw the creepy lady and three or four men run out of the store and near a van that was hidden out of any camera's view. Two of the men were waiting outside of the store and that's when I realized what was happening. The lady wanted my little brother to go to the front of the store so that the two men could abduct him and run to the van. I am so glad that we followed our instincts that day and we didn't follow the lady. To this day I am very cautious when I go into town especially because I live on the border of Mexico and Arizona. I guess the moral of the story here too is that you need to be careful when you talk to strangers. Even if you are an adult, you just never know how many people may be in on an abduction. This happened not too long after I moved to England. Back then and still to this day, my country's living conditions weren't great, with everything getting worse every year, low salaries and high cost of living, so I decided that I'd had enough. Not too long before that, my best friend had moved to England with her boyfriend and her dog. They lived in a house with a spare room so we planned it out and I moved to their house and shared the rent while I tried to find a job in my own place. We didn't last too long in that house though. 
and two weeks after I moved in, we moved into a different house. But the house itself was supposed to be better, but the neighborhood that it was in, well, let's just say that it had a lot to improve on. The problem though was that my friends had the dog and most nights they would get into huge fights about who was the most tired from work, who worked the hardest, who did the most at home and other nonsense that I didn't have the patience for. So I would end up offering to take the dog for his walk just so that I didn't have to listen to them anymore. It would usually go pretty well, I think especially because this was around the pandemic time so there were a lot less people on the street. One night, though, was different. When I offered to take the dog and walked out of the house with him, I had this strange feeling going on, like that night I shouldn't have offered to go and should have just stayed at home. Then again, maybe it's best that it was me and not my friend. Back then I was 25 going on 26, well-built and broad-shouldered and could easily take a fight even though I'm not a very tall guy, so would probably present a bigger threat than my friend. In any case, I went down the stairs, walked out of the building with a trash bag in hand, dumped the bag and went on my way to the clothes entrance. As always, when I got to the main road, because I like to keep the walks different and fresh for the dog, I looked both ways to decide which way to go. That's when, to my left, I noticed this guy jogging in my direction. What troubled me, though, is that he was jogging in completely normal day-to-day -day clothes, not dressed to go out for a run at all. Thinking that I didn't want to be judging people and didn't want to be feeling uneasy, I decided to just walk the other way and try to ignore the guy running my way. If it was the case, I would cross the road and see what happened. I wasn't the only one feeling uncomfortable though, as the dog was refusing to just go about our way. He was an intense dog with a massive focus when it came to trouble and was a mix between a bulldog and a Portuguese hunting dog breed. So he was medium-sized, muscular, and had the habit of staring people down in a way that would make everyone feel uncomfortable. And that's just what he did then. I turned to my right, started walking down the street, having to pull the dog along every five seconds because he wouldn't stop turning around and observing this guy who was still about 30 seconds jogging away from us. Of course, I kept my eye on this guy as well, taking advantage of having to pull the dog along to keep measuring how far the guy was from us. And when he was starting to get too close for comfort, I decided to cross the street. If he was just running past, he would be on his way. If there was something else happening, he would cross the street as well. And of course, that's exactly what happened. When I started crossing the street, the guy crossed it behind me, and then I decided to actually stop and let the dog stare the guy down to see what would come out of this. It was like I had messed everything up for him too. He looked sort of surprised, stopped running and walked past us with both me and the dog eyeing him. He then lifted his hands like he was surrendering and said, hey bro, all good? To which I replied, all good? You? Yeah, boss, yeah, he said. Then he walked ahead of us and finished crossing the road, and I went back to the same side of the road that I was on to begin with and thought that that would be it. No trouble, just a, a slight misunderstanding, I guess. That's when the guy stopped, turned around, saw that I was not on his side of the road anymore, and did the weirdest thing. He took two steps back up the road and hid behind a tree like... He was hiding from somebody else that was ahead on the street. 
This made me even more uncomfortable and I was now having to control my shaking legs, adrenaline and increasing heartbeat and not let any signals give my discomfort away. I ignored it, kept walking ahead, walking past the guy on the opposite side of the road, looked him in the eye again to warn him without having to say anything and kept walking. Ten more steps was all it took. With this weird guy behind me, I heard something shuffle ahead on the street. Initially, I thought this could be a fox, but stopped when I decided the shuffling sounded like it was coming from something way bigger than a fox or a dog. Another person, maybe. Then, I saw it. There was somebody else hiding behind one of the upcoming houses, trash cans, waiting for me to get there. I could see a part of their back showing up from one of the sides. I don't know if me and the dog could have taken them on or not, but... I decided then that I wouldn't risk it for me, let alone risk the dog's life. I turned around and started walking up the street again, walked past the guy, walked past the first guy who was still huddled behind the same tree, nodded at him and said goodnight and left. The surprise in his face confirmed everything to me. They were not expecting me to understand what was going on, were not expecting me to turn around and simply walk away and the first guy was not expecting me to still interact with him at all. For the night, I decided to just let the dog do his business in the little grass area behind our building, and that was it. Now, considering that this was a very dangerous and high-crime neighborhood, which keeps getting worse, and a month later, my boss's son and his friend were mugged at knife point with a machete just up the road from where this happened, honestly... I think that I made the right choice that night. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.